This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon, Craig. How are you doing? Pretty good, mate. How are you? Not bad. It's been a very busy day, hasn't it? Especially here in the UK. And what some people are calling a Black Thursday for living standards. Of course, we first heard from energy regulator Ofgem this morning that millions will be paying an extra £693 a year on their energy bills from April. That's a rise of 54%. And uh, Chancellor Rishi Sunak has outlined plans to hopefully soften the blow via a number of rebates and help with bills. Then that was swiftly followed by the Bank of England raising interest rates and signalling more to come, the rate now hitting 0.5%, and it was very nearly more with the MPC almost voting for a half percent increase to 0.75, but didn't quite make it. It was five to four as far as the Monetary Policy Committee vote was concerned. But that was what really interested markets, wasn't it? That almost but not quite decision to raise it by a half a percent rather than 0.25. Yeah, the cost of living crisis has arrived. There's going to be a lot of people who this is going to be extremely difficult for even with the the subsidies that you've alluded to that uh, Sinak announced this is still going to be an enormous uh, hike uh, in terms of what people are paying on a monthly basis and uh, it's going to really put the squeeze on people and when you add into that the fact that we've now seen two rate hikes from the Bank of England in two meetings as you say it could have easily been another 25 basis points on that on top of that with more to come uh, and, and like I said there's still there's still plenty more coming our way over the course of this year. Times are going to be uh, uh, pretty hard for many people, not just in the UK, but I think in in many other countries as well. Um, but it does seem now everything's just starting to arrive. All these things that we've been talking about for months are starting to happen. Uh, as you say, the Bank, the Bank of England, it was, I'd say it was almost a mixed uh, meeting. Uh, and what I mean by that is it starts with, the bank confirming that interest rates have raised by 25 basis points. That was expected, up to 0.5, very much in line. The surprise came from the four voters who wanted 50 basis points. We haven't seen a 50 basis point rate hike in in many, many years. So that would have come as a shock to the system just in terms of what we've seen uh, for, for 20 years or so. So that came as a surprise. And then on the flip side, the, the governor, uh, Andrew Bailey, suggesting in the press conference after that almost markets are priced too aggressively that if if the if the rates move in line with market expectations that inflation will undershoot its target in three years time that was a really interesting uh, thing to say because it feels like the bank of england have almost ticked every box today they've ticked the balance box they've ticked the hawkish box with the four votes for a larger rate hike and they've ticked the dovish box by saying the markets are pricing in too, too much aggression. So you almost don't know where you land uh, with this one. And it feels like every time the Bank of England meets, you're kind of left with more questions than answers. Now, obviously, what it seems like they're trying to say is that they think two or three moves in, in relatively quick succession should be enough. And then once we get past April, which is when inflation is set to peak, we should start to see a sharp, sharp down, downward trajectory. And with that, we could start to take our foot off the gas. That seems to be the message they're trying to send. But then 
that just begs the question, why are there so many pushing for a 50 basis point rate hike right away? And what kind of broad range of views are there on the committee? And therefore, how unpredictable are things going to be? We saw what happened back in November when they'd alluded to raising interest rates and didn't. And then in December, when the markets were expecting no rate hike and they did. And then we've got a right hike priced in today and it seemed that everyone was aligned and then it could have almost been a lot, a, a, one that was double the size. The Bank of England seems to be a very confusing place to be right now. And it weirdly feels like today they ticked all the boxes uh, but left no one satisfied. Yeah, and it's quite a prediction to make, talking about inflation in three years' time. But I suppose he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't because it is a quagmire of possibilities because we've got all these other factors. This isn't an interest rate rise that we used to have when people were worried about the economy overheating. This is right in the middle of, as you said, the cost of living crisis, the fallout from coronavirus, and in this country, Brexit as well, is sort of rearing its head in some respects from the jobs market point of view, uh, which is causing inflation. But there are so many factors involved. I mean, you could even throw Ukraine into there and what would happen if there was a military action there and the effect that would have on inflation and uh, energy prices. But just taking what the governor said earlier on, did that have an effect on the currency markets? Because I'm assuming that after those comments were made, maybe sterling weakened a little? So, as you say, it really is a perfect storm. And I think Governor Bailey really did allude to the fact that this is not a demand-driven rate hike like we are typically used to seeing. This is simply the fact that inflation needs to be addressed and that they need to do so now rather than save themselves having to do more later. And that, unfortunately, that the central bank is effectively going to compound the pain that households and businesses are feeling over the course of this year because of the necessary action they're having to take now. So it is a very different rate hike to what we are uh, typically used to seeing. Weirdly, almost one of those kind of um, interest rate moves that you typically associate more with kind of emerging market countries where inflation is skyrocketing and therefore you almost you, you see these rate moves in all, which, which drive the country into recession. Um, but then a number of different we're seeing that in a number of different situations right now, whether that be in the US or in the in the euro area as well. So it's um, it, it really is a, a quite strange situation, and the policymakers at the Bank of England are not uh, are not unfamiliar with the fact that they are almost part of the problem for households now, rather than part of the solution, which is what they have been for. Uh, for the last really 15 years uh, since the onset of the global financial crisis. And what we're now seeing is, well, what we saw today, for example, in the currency markets is with the pound, um, it actually, uh, it was a lot of volatility around the event and it's actually slightly up on the day. And I think there's two things that which we've really taken away from this. One is that you can't, and I, I don't mean this in a in a critical sense, but you can't really trust the Bank of England, like many other central banks right now, in terms of what their forecasts are. For for a while now, the markets have been ahead of the curve and the central banks have caught up. The markets were pricing in rate hikes before Jerome Powell and the Fed retired the word transitory. The markets have been pricing in more rate hikes than the Bank of England have alluded to and seem confident the Bank of England will catch up and they continue to price in more rate hikes than the Bank of England wanted to see today. And his comments on the markets don't seem to have had a major impact on that. The markets have been pricing in 
rate hikes from the European Central Bank for a couple of months. And today's the first time, as we'll come to, that they seem to be accepting that that may have to be the case. So there's almost a sense of, yes, as you say, it's a thankless task being at the Central Bank because they have to provide forecasts. We got the monetary policy report. Part of the report is providing forecasts for growth and inflation. But it's just not that trustworthy in such an in- in such an uncertain environment and it seems that the markets are on the right side of this in recent months far too often and the central banks are are, are, are behind the curve so even today despite the fact that the governor suggested that the markets are priced too aggressively we haven't seen a, a any real significant shift in that sense and in fact the markets were pricing in five rate hikes this year from the bank of england which will take base rate to 1.5% by the end of the year. And this is despite the fact that the Bank of England prior to this was saying that the markets were positioned too aggressively. And I think at the time they had four rate hikes priced in for this year. So it's really hard to say. I think once upon a time, you, you, you followed what the central banks were saying. You were looking for the intricacies of their language and you were trying to take any anything away from what they're saying to give you an impression of to where interest rates are going. And it feels like really now... It's, it's almost working the other way around. The markets are leading the way and almost like central banks are trying to find out why they're wrong and eventually catching up. So it's going to be a really interesting one to follow. So regardless of what, what, what Governor Bailey said, the markets are still right now pricing in four more rate hikes this year, rising to 1.5% by uh, December. Governor Bailey alluded to where the market should be pricing, which appears to be more like 0.75 to 1, which um, is still far away from where the markets are. And you mentioned other central banks, Craig. Meanwhile, the ECB, of course, voted to keep rates as they are. That was expected, but signalled that higher rises were perhaps on the way. I think money markets seem to be pricing in 40 basis points of rate increases by the ECB by the end of the year. And that has affected markets, hasn't it, across Europe? It has. And um, so we've seen a lot of negativity today. So as I say, the ECB, as of December, the last meeting, they were of the opinion that there would be no rate hikes this year. And they stood by that. And at the time, the markets were already starting to push back. By the time we got into the meeting today, it looked as though the markets were pricing in one or two. At the time of recording, the markets are now, I'm looking at the screen, pricing in four 10 basis point rate hikes this year. And that is on the back of the ECB and Christine Lagarde seemingly now coming around to the idea. Christine Lagarde seeming to dodge the question in terms of whether there's still going to be no rate hikes this year, while alluding to the fact that inflation is much higher than they expected and it is a bigger problem. The market is taking this to believe the fact that you're not still saying that there's not going to be rate hikes this year as a base case is your way of telling us that we're not making a policy change this month because we don't have fresh economic projections like we had in December and like we'll have in March. But we also can't really say the opposite because we don't want to mislead the markets. So it's almost laying the groundwork for a policy change next month, after which you would expect the ECB is probably going to tweak its plans for the asset purchase program, which it currently stands at today, and which was reaffirmed today that it's going to be, I think, 20 billion. We're going to see the end of the pandemic emergency purchase program in March. Then we're going to be followed by a slight increase in the asset purchase program coming back to around 20 billion, I think, around October, and then starting to potentially phase out after that. I, I think we're going to see a big tweak, a big change to that as of the meeting next month. And we're probably going to see them warn about the fact that interest rates may need to rise in order to deal with inflation. We saw a similar thing from the Bank of England today. It wasn't just the rate hike that caused that little movement in the markets. It's the fact that the Bank of England said, we're also going to start reducing the size of our balance sheet. 
So we're going to not reinvest the maturities from many bonds which expire going forward. Um, also in the corporate bond market, which is only around £20 billion, we're actually now going to actively sell those and reduce those to zero between now and the end of next year. And once base rate hits 1%, then we'll start having conversations about actively selling gilts to reduce the size of the balance sheet as well. So we knew there was going to be a conversation at 0.5%. Now they've kind of laid out those plans, and I imagine we're probably going to see something similar from the ECB next month. Maybe not necessarily around balance sheet reduction, but certainly around not increasing the balance sheet as much as they previously suggested they would. So there's going to be a big change, I think, from the ECB next month, and the markets have got ahead once again and priced more in than they were even pricing in a day ago. Now, the combination of these two things, I mean, we've got two central banks now who are more, who the markets believe are going to have to be more active than the markets previously anticipated, but even still much more active than the banks themselves want to believe and want us to, to believe. So what we've seen today is the pound is a little bit higher, the euro is much higher. That's really coming at the detriment of European stock markets. European stock markets were already being led lower by the fact that we'd had weak earnings from uh, Facebook, which really disappointed, and or Meta, as it's now called, and now those shares are off 25% today. We had disappointing earnings from Spotify as well, um, especially on the guidance side. That was already dragging on equity markets today. You can see in the US even the Nasdaq's off 3%. That was already dragging on to, into the open in Europe. And the fact that we're seeing the spike in yields now, in bond yields across Europe and the UK, uh, and we're seeing the upward pressure on the currencies, that's been a big drag on European markets going uh, into the end of play today. Very interesting, Craig. We are going to talk again tomorrow, of course. It is non-farm payroll day in the US and there are some earnings as well we can digest over when we speak tomorrow afternoon. But for the time being, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.